Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I am your host, Reagan Rose. Well, in today's episode, I want to talk about excellence or quality in your work and how Christians should have a bias towards excellence in all that we do. And we'll get into how that's actually not always possible to do everything to the highest degree of excellence. And what are some of the things that limit us from doing everything we are responsible for in life, doing it all well? And how should we think about that when we need to make a decision to not do something as good as we possibly could because there are other responsibilities we have. So kind of want to think through that from a high level perspective. How do we have quality in our work without becoming sort of perfectionist and never actually getting things done? Before we do that, just a quick shout out to Patreon supporters. Appreciate you guys so much. It's really uh, been awesome and exciting to see Support rolling in on Patreon has gone through kind of a transition in life, moving back to Michigan, working with Not The Bee, and trying to figure out how that all fits together. It's been really neat to see support for Redeeming Productivity, which encourages me to keep going with it, keep putting in the time, and keep producing these podcasts. I had a video last week that some of you hopefully saw trying to step it up on the newsletter. And so I hope you guys are enjoying the new format of that. If you're not a subscriber to my newsletter, you gotta get on that. Each week I share kind of some insights about productivity from a biblical perspective. I share links from around the web that I hope will be useful to you in your journey towards becoming a more productive Christian. And lots of different updates. That's the best way to stay in touch with what's going on with Redeeming Productivity. So I'd encourage you to check out the newsletter. That's uh, redeemingproductivity.com slash newsletter. Or you can find the link in the description or show notes. Also, subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed. And yeah, let's get into it. So we're talking about quality. We're talking about excellence. We're talking about how we do our work well unto the Lord? And that really is the question. And the thing that kind of got me thinking about this is I read an article, well, it was actually a chapter in a book, and it was about quality. And particularly, they were talking about product quality. What makes one product more a quality product versus another? And there was uh, this guy actually in... 1987, David A. Garvin, who he was a professor at Harvard Business School, and he came up with these eight criteria that makes something quality. I think basically what he was trying to do was suss out the specifics instead of just, you know, this ephemeral characteristic and we say, oh, that's high quality. He was asking, how can we actually evaluate the quality of something? What are the what are the things that make us say that something's high quality? What are the features of a product that we could tweak and make better in different ways to make them high quality? And so he listed eight. You know, he talked about performance. He talked about features, reliability, conformance to standards, durability. Does it last? Uh, serviceability, can you fix it if it breaks, aesthetics, and then finally perception, or does it kind of feel like it and look like it's high quality? And so I'd, I'd been thinking about that and then thinking, well, how does that apply to 
our work as Christians or just being good stewards in general? What's the place of quality in the Christian life? And I think we hear the term excellence a lot, at least in the Christian circles I've grown up and been in. People talk about doing things with excellence. In fact, the Christian school I went to used that word all the time. It was a very, very popular term, excellence, doing your work with excellence. And I agree with that. I agree that we should be doing whatever it is the Lord puts to us, right? Whatever our hand finds to do, do it with all our might. We should be doing everything with excellence. The problem, though, is you can't do everything with excellence. You can't always do everything perfectly. You can't always do everything to the highest degree of quality possible. Why? Because this little thing called time. There's not enough time to do everything perfectly. And sometimes you just need to do something and just have it done. You cannot clean the oven perfectly after every meal. You cannot make sure your response to every single email is is exactly everything it should be. Sometimes you just have to say, yes, do it, or, you know, keep it simple, right? We don't have the ability to do everything to the highest degree of excellence as we can. So there's the dilemma, okay? <laughs> I'll present it as a dilemma. Christians, we want to do things with excellence because we want to honor the Lord with our work and with our lives. However, we can't do everything perfectly well. So when do you skimp? When do you cut corners? When do you say this is good enough, even though it's not perfect? And the answer to that question, I have for myself, this is how I think about it, is I want to have a bias towards quality or a bias toward excellence in everything I do. That's my, my aim. I'm going to bias towards it. And I, I'm choosing those words carefully to admit of the fact that you can't do it all perfectly. So I, I think that there's this, when we talk about productivity in general, there's kind of comes to mind the idea of a factory. You might even picture like like an overseas factory kind of cheaply turning out widgets or whatever it is they make. And they're doing it really, really efficiently, but it's not really high quality. They're just kind of doing as much as possible, right? And so the, the higher the output, the better. And I think that we need to be careful that we don't have that view of productivity of our Christian lives, that we're just trying to do lots of things. No, we're trying to do the right things and we're trying to do them well. We're trying to do everything with high quality. We want to do high quality work and lots of it. But again, you, you have to be able to kind of turn the dial of quality up or down based on the merits of the thing that you're working on. Okay, let's that that all I'm kind of way up here in the clouds talking about this at a high level. Let's try to bring it down and get a little bit more specific. So I'm using the word quality. I talked about those eight qualities of quality, eight qual eight criteria for quality. But what is the word when we use the word quality, what do we mean? Quality simply means fitness for purpose. Does it do what it's supposed to do and does it do it well? So it's when I say quality, that's what I mean. So if our productivity, if our stewardship of our Christian lives would be marked by quality, then that means that we ought to be doing 
whatever it is we're doing with it, with an eye towards fitness, towards purpose. Are we doing it well? Are we doing it up to standards? And, you know, the enemy of this, of course, is our own laziness most of the time. And I've, I've written and talked about laziness on here before. You can look back through the archives to find things on the subject of laziness and overcoming that. But work that is good, work that is excellent in the Christian worldview is work which pleases God, right? So if I'm, if I'm Apple computers and I'm trying to make a high quality product and we're saying that quality is fitness for purpose, then we're going to evaluate based on the needs of our users, based on the decisions that upper level management have made about what this computer should do, what it should be, who set the standards, right? And for the Christian life, who sets the standards? It's God. Who says whether my work is good or whether it's poor? Who, who says, well done, good and faithful servant? It's God. He sets the standard. And that's why Colossians 3.23, which I probably quote every episode, that's why it says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. You are doing your work. You are stewarding your life in a manner that pleases one person. He sets the standards. God is the evaluator of the excellence of our work. And that's why I mentioned this earlier, Ecclesiastes 9.10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. That's why we work with excellence. God defines what excellence is in our work. And we work hard with a view towards pleasing that audience of one. And it's important to do this because this is why we're here. We exist to serve God. We exist to bring him glory. We were made in his image. Therefore, our work should image forth the type of work God does. That doesn't mean you're going to do work perfectly, but it means in the same way that the Lord, after creation, he looked on his work. And what did he say? He said, it is good. Uh, and after he created man and woman, he said, it is very good. When he evaluated his own work, he said, this is excellent. This is quality. And as a creature made in his image, I likewise want to do work that is quality, that is evaluated by God as very good. So that's what we're striving for. But again, as I said in the beginning, the dilemma is you can't always do that. Sometimes there's deadlines, right? If you have to turn in that paper by midnight or whatever, you can't do it to the same degree of quality you could if it was due next week. And so it just has to be done. It can't be perfect. You want to do it as good as possible, but there are constraints on what as good as possible looks like. And it, like I said before, if we did everything perfectly, you would never get anything done. You know, if every single day in your house, you said, I need to clean the baseboards again today. Well, you probably don't need to clean the baseboards every day. You could, there's dust on them. They're dirty. But if you did that every day, you wouldn't feed your family. You wouldn't do any other housework. If you obsess over making sure that every little meeting you have in the office is exactly the agenda is perfect in, in every way and every minute is perfectly filled with quality stuff, you're never going to actually get anything done. And so there's that principle that not everything requires the same degree of excellence. And so how do we decide what we're going to do well, what we're going to skimp on. And that's where this phrase, have a bias towards quality comes in. And 
This, I think, applies not just to our work, and maybe I'm just speaking personally here, but I want to have a bias toward quality in all of life. And so I don't want to sacrifice uh, quality for the sake of efficiency. I, in my personal productivity, even in my purchasing options, in all that I do, I want to have a bias towards choosing those things that are quality. And so I even mentioned my purchasing decisions. I want to buy things that are quality. I want to have a bias towards buying things that are quality. But the word bias admits that this is not an inalienable principle. There are times when cheap and dirty will do the trick and it's necessary. But what I want to do and what I I guess I'm encouraging you to do in this episode is train your mind to prefer quality, to prefer excellence. Make your default, how can I do this thing well or how can I get the the best, the highest quality, the most excellent version of this thing, and only defer to less than excellent when you must, and make sure that you have to have that divergence justify itself to you. Make sure you have a reason for why you're stepping back from the ideal. Do what I mean? This is the opposite way of thinking. Um, I, I suppose a lazy person would say, what's the easiest way I can get this thing done? What's the MVP, the minimum viable product? What's the lowest bar I can reach and still check the box and say, yeah, I did that. Technically, it's done. Your parents ask you to vacuum the couch and you kind of quickly go over the top of the cushions and you say, yeah, I vacuumed the couch. Well, you did technically, but wouldn't it be better if you pulled the the cushions off the sofa, got in between every single one of them, got both sides, got the top, got the back, moved the couch, vacuumed under it. Do you know what I mean? Both of those are you technically doing the job of cleaning the couch, but one of them was done with excellence and the other wasn't. And you need to train yourself that your default needs to be, I'm going to do this really, really well, unless external circumstances prevent me from it. And then you need some criteria for judging, okay, how, how can, why should I diverge or when should I diverge from doing something with excellence? So here's some questions that help me. These are things I ask myself when I'm thinking, Hey, I might not be able to do this job or this task as well as as I would want to. Do I have time to do this with excellence? Sometimes you don't have time. Like I mentioned in the beginning, sometimes there's deadlines. And so you just have to get something done. In those circumstances, you need to make sure that you do it to the highest degree of quality that you can within the constraints. If you have a project at work and it is due by the end of the week and you say, I can't really do it. Well, you can do it, most likely. You just can't do it to the degree that you think it ought to be done. And so in that situation, if the deadline is inflexible, then you have to say, what's the highest degree of excellence I can do this to, given the constraints, right? Um, Another question would be, would I be irresponsible to another commitment if I took the time to do this right? So that goes back, I had the joking illustration about cleaning the baseboards in your house every day. You have more than one commitment. That's why you can't do everything with perfect excellence and perfect quality. Not to mention your fallenness and your finitude as a creature, (laughs) but 
there's other things pressing for your time and attention. And so you have to choose the things that are most important. They're going to get the most excellence. And then some things are just going to have to get done. So ask yourself that question. Would I be irresponsible to other commitments if I took the time to do this with excellence? Another helpful diagnostic question I have when I'm thinking, you know what, I, I can't do this task as best as I possibly could, is I'll ask, who is this serving? And that kind of helps me to, to, I guess, judge the relative importance of the task. Like the baseboards thing. I don't know why. I mean, do you guys know what baseboards are? Those little things in your house along the edge of the floor? Do you guys even clean those? I think people clean them like once a year or once a quarter. I just give this an example because it's a thing you could obsess about. But you, you could ask yourself, who, who is this serving? Who's going who's gonna to care that I did this well? And this kind of opens up a can of worms that I'm not going to be able to get into now. But people, people are not going to care that your baseboards aren't perfectly clean all year long. And so asking that helps you say, well, do I really need to do this perfectly when I have other things pressing on me? But when I say it opens up a can of worms, um, asking the question, who is this serving, brings you back to Colossians 3.23. Am I working hard unto the Lord? Am I treating my work as though I'm doing it for an audience of one? And that really is the, the foundational principle of all of this. I think you can cut through all of the confusion, all of even these diagnostic questions, if you can get your heart into the right place where you're thinking about your work as an act of worship unto God. When you think about, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write this article, I'm going to do this paper, I'm going to do this thing. And your primary thought is not, well, how, how am I going to do this in a way that impresses people? Or how am I going to get this done so I can go play my PS5? You know, when, when, you're, when your primary thought is not self-centered or vanity-focused or whatever, when your primary thought about all of your work is, how can I please the Lord with this? Everything naturally just kind of shifts into position in your thinking. You're, this whole thing I'm talking about, bias towards quality, bias towards excellence, it will happen naturally if your heart is rightly aligned towards trying to please God. If you treat your work like you're doing it for an audience of one, you will do the right things with the right level of excellence. It will happen. So it's really all of this is about getting your heart right. And all your work and all your productivity and all the way you think about how you steward your life you need to be motivated out of a desire to serve God and serve others. And lo and behold, isn't that the two greatest commandments? Didn't Jesus say the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart? And didn't he say the second was like it, to love your neighbor as yourself? If you filter how you think about your work, how you think about what you do through those commands, say, how can I serve God? How can I serve others with this best? Your priorities your levels of excellence, all of those things will naturally fall into line. You have to let those desires rule your heart, and then you will naturally have a bias towards excellence and quality. So I really think that maybe this is a bit pedantic. <laughs> if you think about this, I don't know if you get this is something that's ever even occurred to you guys, but it's something I probably obsess about more than I should. 
And this was my attempt to kind of think through how, how do I, how do I do everything I do well that deserves to be done well? Because I, I think I, speaking personally again here, I get this kind of perfectionism streak in me sometimes where I say, well, if I can't do it right, I'm not going to do it at all. And I suppose that that's what I'm trying, if you think that way too, what I'm trying to help you to avoid is you want to do things with excellence, but it can't all be done. And so this is sort of a rubric. There's a way of thinking. There's a way of getting your heart right so that you can kind of naturally and instinctually do have a bias towards doing things really well, but not this kind of crippling perfectionism that's going to make, make you not actually get anything done. So let's work on this. Let's ask for the Lord's help to get our hearts right so that what our instinct is, is to desire to perform excellent work and lots of it, but to have the wisdom and have the understanding that allows us to see what really deserves to be done with excellence and what needs to be just done. And I'll leave you with a couple of uh, scripture passages and then we'll end the episode. So verse Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Ah, you know what? I can't, I can't just move on without commenting on that. That last part, knowing that your labor is not in vain. If you do your work with excellence, even when no one is watching, God is watching. God does reward those who serve him well. So think about that when you're cleaning the baseboards and you're like, well, you maybe you only do it once a year. Think to yourself, who's going to care? God's going to care. Do it with excellence when it needs to be done with excellence. And do it knowing that it's not in vain. It's not in vain. When you work as unto the Lord and you're working for an audience of one, <laughs> nothing you do for him is wasted. Nothing you do is in vain. And oftentimes we worry that just because nobody noticed what we did, that we did it to a really high degree of quality, but no one cared. No one said anything. No one really noticed. God noticed and you pleased him. And finally, 1 Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whatever you do, have a bias towards excellence. Have a bias towards doing your work with quality. Why? Because it pleases God. It pleases him. He is perfect in all that he does. And we, his image bearers, should strive to do our work with excellence, serving him and him alone, and exercising wisdom, choosing what we do, when we do it, how we steward our lives for his glory. That's all I have to say. So I'll end the episode right there. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Again, check out that newsletter if you're not on there. Those come out on Thursdays, typically. So it's redeemingproductivity.com slash newsletter. Get on it. And I will see you again here next week, Lord willing. And I hope you have a blessed week, a blessed weekend. And 
remember this, that in whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God. <laughs>